strangers, it's Katie here, keeping the boys in check this week. We will have, as usual, our own take on all things pop culture, and this week we are venturing into the televisual world. With me, I have Rob Wood. Hello. Rob Stu. And Darius Powell. Hello. Welcome, gents. Tonight we're going to start by talking about TV show revivals. We suddenly have an influx in old shows being resurrected. I think we need to start by talking about David Lynch being back on board with Twin Peaks. I'm sure unless you've been living under a rock, you'll know that Lynch had very publicly backed out of the show. But in a shocking twist, has now announced that he's back in. He tweeted, dear Twitter friends, the rumours are not what they seem. It is happening again. So, thoughts, everybody? This is the best news ever. (laughs) 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 Of all the shows they could have brought back, Twin Peaks is just the best. <laughs> and even better with David Lynch involved. Exactly. It's not some crappy remake or rehash or, you know, casting everybody different. It's it's old school. It's how it should be. 25 years on, I am hashtag excited. Oh, don't. Yeah. don't can, I, can I make a request we don't hashtag? What about yeah, hash, yeah, what about hash browns? Let's, let's, let's not make it to a catchphrase. Let's make it a hash of it. <laughs> <laughs> but was anyone... Anyone surprised that Lynch then got back on board with it all so no. soon? No. 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 You reckon it was a publicity stunt? Yeah. I, I think it was more of a way of him to get the kind of contract and get a bit more freedom that he wanted, perhaps more shows. Well, that was that was it, wasn't it? It wasn't about the budget. He wanted more money to create a show, I think. And so maybe the compromise was, well, give us more episodes and you can have more money, maybe. I mean, is it's not really Twin Peaks without Lynch? Would you well, would you go with that? I'm not too sure about that. I think a lot of the originals were done without, without his supervision. And regardless of how good they were, they still made Twin Peaks. Well, who who was kind of showrunning it? Was it was it Mark Frost? Yeah. All right, that's interesting. Did he? So did Lynch didn't necessarily direct the originals. Well, no, he Lynch directed. I think was it seven of the twenty-two, seven of the thirty odd episodes. I oh, really? believe it was. Oh, yes. Yeah. He, hmm. To be fair, I think some of the better episodes he actually directed, but he wasn't involved all the time. He famously went off and made Wild at Heart halfway through, and that's why season two kind of lost its way a bit. Apparently. Yeah, very but, true. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I even got all the way through season two, to be honest. But uh, do, do you think it actually ended that well, then? Do you think I it, do. It should I come back? The ending of season two is amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, it really has set itself up for this, this new show that's, or the new series that's going to start. Because it did end very strongly and on one of the best cliffhangers I think we've had in, in, in TV world. Well, I, would, I would say it's kind of an accidental cliffhanger in the sense that they didn't know if they were or weren't coming back. So it's not mm-hmm. like they planned ahead as much. Lynch apparently just threw a lot of the script out on the final day of shooting. But <laughs> it is certainly one. one of the strongest cliffhangers, I think, ever. One of the favourites. The fact that it's coming back, what, 25 years later? Uh, everybody's aged. They're not going to be able to hide that. So obviously it's going to have to be a noticeable amount of time has passed. So that's going to affect the story. So they're not going to be able to carry it on like they would have done back then, would they? So obviously it's going to have to go in a slightly different direction. I think that's probably for the best because I think it would be very hard to live up to that cliffhanger. Mm. You've got evil Agent Cooper, you've got evil Bob stroke Cooper while the real Cooper's in the Black Lodge. That's an amazing finish. How, how do you follow that up? So how did it end again? Because I know, yeah, because uh, Cooper was basically took over by, was it evil Bob? Uh, Bob, yeah. Bob, yeah. 
He was kind of possessed. Yeah, he kind of got possessed. He came out of the Black Lodge. He was um, rescued and take, taken back to uh, his room at the hotel. And then, you believe he's okay. You believe he's okay. And then he goes to the bathroom, smashes it against the window, and in the reflection you see Bob. And Callum uh, Glacken laughing manically at the screen. But there's something I cannot remember. There is something he's saying as he's banging his head. How's Annie? How's it, Annie? Yeah. How's it, Annie? Which is so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so creepy to watch. Uh, it was. It was. It's, it's just like a real downer. It's like the band is a one. Yeah. At the end, the very end of Twin Peaks, evil has a head its victory. Was yeah. like, it's like Dale Cooper, who's like supposed to be the purest of them all. Was it ever going to have a conventional ending, though? That's the thing, a show like that. Yeah. Know, but it's, it's not like having Empire without Jedi. It just it wouldn't kind of feel right ending at that point. <laughs> see, I, I disagree. I, if Ooh, that was the yeah. last thing of Twin Peaks I'd ever see, I'd be quite happy with that. See, I want more. Give me more. <laughs> I, I want to know what happened. I'm, I'm very intrigued in what I've read since the show's ended, like with the comic books they planned to do and where the characters would have gone for season three. You would have had Cheryl Lee back in the, you know, the red wig playing the, you know, the different version of, the, of that character and perhaps Dale Cooper working in the pharmacy. And I think that, that intrigues me. So the, the thing is, it's the time that I can't get past the time that's passed 25 years. And the same with Star Wars, you know, obviously with Star Wars, about what, 30 odd years that's passed. Can you recapture that magic? 20, well, 25 I was wondering years if we were going to see like Twin Peaks, the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, that's it. It worked with Star Trek, but they, yeah, they had a new cast, didn't they? I mean, it is going to be. I'm, I'm looking here. A nine-episode limited series will be set in the present uh, day. Ah, it's eighteen now. Is it? Is, oh, is it? This information is out. No, it? I think he's basically since he's come back, he's um, they, they've said it's going to actually be double now. So. I think it's 18. Do you think 18 episodes is too much? When you think back to season two, they had 22 episodes and a lot of time to go wrong. I think possibly, I think 12, I would have set myself a limit there. I think 12 would have been enough. But... Which kind of models the Netflix model, doesn't it? Well, yes, it yeah, does. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting point. It's, is there too much freedom then? Has he got too much freedom now to make it? And is it going to be overindulgent? You know, is he going to have too much control? Is it going to go... I don't know, because the fact that he's got 18 episodes, are they pandering too much to that? Is that a dangerous thing? You could go the other way with uh, a lot of these things where if the director's given too much freedom, they give too much service to the fans. I don't think yes. Lynch will do that. I think Lynch is very much his own man, his own free thinker. And uh, I don't think he'll do things just to please the old fans like ourselves. Yeah. See, I was also wondering, maybe there's more than just 18 episodes. Maybe if they call 18 episodes season one, as it were, mm. they might carry on if it's successful. Well, oh, I can't see Lynch staying around for more than a year. So you think that he's going to get on board for a bit and then jump back off the... Possibly. Jump back off the project. But also, I think with all this discussion about what Lynch is going to do, it does kind of undersell the contribution of Mark Frost. Yes. I think... For all of Lynch's crazy off the wall ideas, Mark Frost um, grounded it in some kind of narrative logic. Definitely. Um, I'm looking, he's releasing his novel in October, which is supposed to cover what's happened in between the uh, end of season two <laughs> and the beginning of this new season. That'll be very interesting to read. Well, that, that's, a, that's a good point, and then, you know, because that's a long time, is it, to span 25 years? What has happened to these characters? You know, are we just going to pick up with a whole new story? See, I don't, and I think like Rob said, I don't think you can do that. I think you need to address what's happened in between, and there needs to be some kind of payoff. Cooper's being infested by Bob. 
No, there will be reference. I've, I've read some somewhere recently that he might have been possessed by Bob for up to seven years uh, before he was allowed to leave the Black Lodge properly. So, I mean, will he have had Bob inside him for 25 years? I don't know. But also, time works different in the Black Lodge, doesn't it? I'm yes, presuming it the 25 years was actually spent halfway through the last episode. So when you actually oh, see when you actually see Cooper come out back into the real world and go back to Great Northern, he's actually done the twenty five years inside the lodge already. Ooh. Oof. Does Ooh. that make sense? <laughs> yeah, my, does my, make sense. My brain is melting <laughs> <laughs> at the thought of it all. I'm I'm, I'm going to definitely go back and watch, and watch the show again because I've, I've not, not watched it for a good what, 12, 12, 15 years, years now. now I think. Well, we watched it again. We did the ho- everything from the start. Well, last mainly, year. mainly because I've never really watched it properly, and it was just yeah. before Christmas. And the first series, um, it's probably the same as everyone else. The first series blew me away. It was fantastic. Mm. Um, I certainly couldn't watch it in in one big chunk. I had to break it down. There's so much to take on board from it all. Second series, I just got really hung up on the fact they were really dragging some of it out with ridiculous. Um, the guy in the garage, what's him? Oh, James Hurley. James Hurley in the garage getting uh, convinced he should. Oh, <laughs> which was just a repeat of Blue Velvet, really. Pretty much, yeah. The whole thing with the, old, the older woman who commits murder is just Blue Velvet all over again. Yeah, and and then um, oh the oh see I need I need you on this. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the creepy but, guy with the orchids. I can't think of is it Jeremiah Smith, is it? Yeah, something like that. The um oh, uh, Laura Flynn Boyle goes and sees. He's agrophobic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was good. He was actually in the movie as well. Yeah, that was what? a shame. He he kind of disappeared quite quick, didn't he? Mm. Um, There's that wonderful episode that finishes with him um, raking at his face with gardening tools. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just very uncomfortable and quite mm. freaky. Yeah. So one thing that's really... an amazing cliffhanger. One thing that really did strike me, again, watching it again a second time round, was where when Leland did kill Maddie, what a fantastic and quite still shocking episode of TV Absolutely. that actually was. It still stands up even today. Uh, against most things, you know, that you can find, it was absolutely fantastic episode of TV. It wasn't. It was disturbing, and mm. it's you know, twenty five year old TV sh- show, but it still, it still had that yeah, impact. Still has the impact even now. Yeah, definitely. Now that you remind me of that, I mean, I mean, is that is that is that a good factor? That the fact that um, Twin Peaks perhaps is timeless. I think it was so removed from anything else everybody else was doing at the time anyway. Mm. I think it had the timeless quality from the get go. Um, it was it was quite displaced with regard to the trends of television at the time. So I think it will remain. I think it will remain timeless. I think a lot of shows since, like um, Lost, yeah, and Heroes, and even the X Files, to a certain degree, have borrowed from it. Oh God, yeah. I think there's an interesting debate to be had about if Lost learned anything from the way Twin Peaks did things, um, and whether some of those the same mistakes Twin Peaks made, what alienates a lot of viewers, i.e., not revealing who the killer was early enough. I think Lost repeated some of those mistakes. The first season of Twin Peaks was eight episodes, and the second season was twenty-two. That's a hell of a jump, isn't it? And the first season was so brilliantly tight and compact. Mm. There was no wasted scenes in that whole season. It was so, fantastic. But it's so significantly telling that with that second series, it was dragged. Once they reveal who the murderer was, there's there's at least several seven or eight episodes where they just 
It's, it's just floating along. They've got no idea what's going on. There's no relevant stories or anything. But then I presume at the time there was such demand for it to get back out. Perhaps it was a, in in response to the pressure that they ended up churning out something they might not necessarily have wanted to get out there. And is that a problem with network television? Because they have to fill this quota of like 20 odd episodes. Things do get dragged, don't they? They do. And I think that's the difference between like the Netflix model and the network model is the fact that a Netflix series or even a cable series like Mad Men, they run for like a maximum of 12 episodes a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Game of Thrones, Game, Game of Thrones, Breaking 10, Bad. 10 episodes. Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. <clears throat> yeah, they all yeah, told the story yeah. neatly, yeah. Neatly, yeah. didn't they? Very neatly and to the, to the point. I mean, Breaking Bad particularly was at 62 episodes. He knew what he wanted to do. Vince Gilligan, he set, set out to do it and did it br- brilliantly in the amount of we time need needed. Did, anybody, did any of you guys watch um, Broadchurch on ITV? Yes, no. the first series, yeah. I, I bring up Broadchurch because I think it, it, it was very successful in having the murder in the first season and then setting up a second plot for the second season, um, like a there's a second murder mystery which delves into David Tennant's character's past and the case he couldn't close when he was younger. And it's a bit, very much like Twin Peaks in the sense of his Dale Cooper's past mm. um, and Winder Merle that comes back to haunt him later. But with Broadchurch, it's paced, it is paced fantastically because they've opened the second investigation before the first investigation, before the first um, murder's been solved, or rather the first murder's gone through the court system. So you never, you've never got that gap in between. Um, it's not often like Bray's ITV drama, but I think <laughs> really onto something. No, I heard it's great. I just I I I read a spoiler, uh, which I never read, and I knew who did so it. So I did watch oh it. No, no, Broadchurch no. was fantastic, and you literally I I did not see it coming. I'm not I'm not actually going to do a spoiler on this. No, we won't. Because it's so good, it'd be such a shame to ruin it for people who haven't watched they it. Although we've just spoiled Twin Peaks. So well, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're about twenty five years. Twenty five. I think I think we're okay. People about twenty five. Years. <laughs> and this is the other thing, isn't it? That if Lynch and Frost have had 25 years uh, to to get this sorted, then you know they shouldn't be repeating the same mistakes of series two. Am I correct in saying they've already written all of the scripts? I'm sorry, I know in Lynch probably yes. <laughs> he's probably had locked yeah. in the vault for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah, 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 but that's the whole the whole thing with the twenty two episode season on networks for um, syndication, isn't it? They yeah. they need to make a hundred episodes before they make syndication. Yeah, a hundred episodes. I, tell I think with like um, net, again going back to the next league thing, you don't have to make syndication anymore because you can be streamed. Yeah, you can you can be bought by Netflix, you can be bought by Amazon, and I think people I think there's the less less emphasis on. Um, syndication and more emphasis on fulfilling the story. Well, I've been you know? reading a lot about um, Tina Fey kind of going to Netflix and um, doing that unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and 
how what is amazing. Wonder, yeah, amazing, I mean, absolutely yeah. phenomenal show. And absolutely listeners out there, phenomenal. if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's hilarious. And she was saying how wonderful it was to get away from the network, how much freer it was, how you know how little time and how much little pressure there was put on her to make this show. So I think we need to move on and discuss X Files Return. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, it has been. Let me delve into this. Thirteen years since X Files has been on our screen. It's going to be returning to uh, the network Fox. It's going to come back for six mm. episodes. It's got David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson on board. Your thoughts on this, gentlemen? Personally, I'm not interested at all. <laughs> but then I was never a big fan of the show initially. I think the first, like, well, God, four or five seasons were fantastic, but then it kind of went a bit downhill. It certainly had a peak, didn't it? Where yeah. everybody seemed to be watching it. I think it peaked with the, kind of like the first movie, and I think. That's generally came out at its the height of its power, and then I think I saw the movie and I kind of lost total interest from that point. It, 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 Is that nineteen ninety eight? Sounds about yes, right. Yes, yeah. future. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, yeah, it's another. Ex- I used to sorry, be a gone. massive X Files fan, and I watched it to the last season. And yeah. but <laughs> I've written down in my notes here. My first, my first thing I've got is why? What does the X Files they have left to achieve? Exactly. Why do we need to see another series? Which is one of my uh, thoughts exactly. They had the. They had the I Want to Believe movie, which I believe was 2009, and it was awful. <laughs> there was there was no, the critical acclaim, there was no critical acclaim for it. Um, it was a boring story. Mm. I just don't I don't know what they're trying to achieve. I can only presume it's nostalgia on the network's part. They want to go back to um, higher ratings. Back in the back in the day when the X Files was on, there was a less fragmented audience, and it, it drew really healthy for Fox. I think it put, put it was one of the shows that put Fox on the map. I think there's been a lot of fan pressure as well to bring it back from what I've read. I think, you know, there's been a lot of petition, yeah, petitions and stuff. I think a lot of people have been calling for it to come back. Um, I mean, the fact if, you know, both Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny are game for doing it. I don't know about David Duchovny, but um, Gillian Anderson, she hasn't got to do it. She's got, she's developed quite recently a, a quite a healthy career on and off screen so she hasn't she hasn't got to do it so i do think it from a and i was going to touch upon this later but from a nostalgia point of view a lot of it is on this you know um, it's not tv but we've also got jurassic park coming back so there's this element of nostalgia from that you know the late nine mid 90s late 90s Mm. kind of thing happening at the moment so well i think the amount of films from the 90s that are being remade and how, yeah. you know, it's it's easy to sell a brand that people know. And I think we're probably going to find more and more now that TV shows that were hits back in the day will be well, remade. Well, we've got Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. Clangers. Inspector Gadget just came back. Kelly Danger Mouse is coming back. Danger Mouse is coming back. Yeah, Clangers is coming back. Inspector Gadget back. Thunderbirds is back. Thunderbirds is back. Thunderbirds is back. original idea when he could just mine what's been done 20 years ago. I mean, and it was a success. I've got a fact here. It had won 16 Emmy Awards. Danger Mouse won Emmas? No, X-Files. <laughs> but Danger Mouse should have won lots of awards because that was I'm sure it did. It's sure an amazing <laughs> show. Um, I mean, they've got their original creator back on board as well, Chris Carter, Chris Carter. maybe. He's been the driving force behind this all. Um, 
So, okay, well, that's X-Files. Let's have... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's much... What, what else would you say on it? No, no, just no, just go back, actually. I think, I think in the last 13 years, there's a lot that's happened which X-Files could cover. You know, I think there's a lot more kind of paranoia and stuff like that. There's, you know, a lot more things about the internet. You know, there's, there's a whole kind of digital kind of shift which maybe they could focus on and look at. So I think there's stories to be told. Whether or not it's going to be the monster of the week or it's going to be a six, a six, you know, a six episode kind of arc, which I presume is what they're going to go for. I think there's stories to be told. Well, would you, if you like the executives of Fox, would you have the show come back with these original characters and but, but introduce new ones and try and get the show to carry on with them? To be fair, they tried that at the end of season nine, didn't they? They brought in Robert Patrick and... The saviour of many franchises. Her name escapes me. Oh. But that didn't, that didn't particularly take off too well. So if, yeah. you're, if you're nine series into a show and you're casting, recasting main characters, it's probably time to give up. But wasn't that Duchovny he went off, didn't he? Duchovny went off so and he went off here and said it's a couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then he came shut back, didn't he? So shut off. So. Well, as I understand it, I didn't watch it all the way through, but... Um, was it that Mulder and Scully were living together? They were. They had, I think they had a baby together. Or oh, okay. okay. So apparently we're going to come back and maybe it's not all domestic bliss. So that's the one or, kind of thing I've read that might be brought up in the new episode. I have to clarify. I, I believe the baby was actually an alien baby. So Scully was given <laughs> oh. to it by, by the aliens. Of course. See, that was all great stuff. I, I remember all that. That was, that was good telly. That um, when she was pregnant and she was abducted and all that kind of stuff, that was brilliant. Yeah, that was so. I mean, it was brilliant, especially the, uh, yeah, like the monster of the week kind of episodes. Some of them were terrifying. Such good writing. Yeah, yeah, and then and was it oh was it squish or squeeze or something like that? Like, yeah, that's fantastic. So many. I mean, if they do, even if they do that, if they come back and do six episodes with a, you know, like that, like Monster of the Week ones, that, that, I'll, I'll take that happily if it's done well. I would like to, I'd be interested to see it, but at the moment, I'm just not too sure what they could achieve or what would have made them worth coming back. Yeah. Money. Like money. 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 Ching, ching. Okay. Um, Lastly, we're going to have a little uh, bit of a talk about the comeback for Heroes. Um, it doesn't feel like it's been off our screens that long, actually, uh, but it's going to be coming back, um, driven by Tim Tring. It's going to be called Heroes Reborn. I've had a quick look. There was um, literally 16-second clip. Right. Didn't really give anything away, apart from Hormone Glasses is back. He was in it. Um Thoughts on that? Heroes <laughs> returning? Well, it, yeah, yeah, it was, it was five only five years, years ago, ago actually finished. 2010 it ended, didn't it? Yeah, it started um, in 2006. That's right. That's right. So it was quite, so it was quite a short run. It kind of went, kind of went downhill, downhill very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember season that's one the... being very good, and then yeah. it was amazing. Mm. Season one was fantastic, and then yeah, yeah. I think season one it was. It came out kind of two years after Lost was really released, and I, I think that was it was it was an attempt to provide some more of that kind of serial television with cliffhangers that everybody mm. could get into. I don't 
the superhero obsession we're living in at the moment hadn't taken effect as of yet. We'd seen Spider-Man, we'd seen X-Men, mm. uh, we'd seen Batman Begins, but this was released like two years before Iron Man, yeah, so the, um, the obsession wasn't quite there. But the pub public took it on board. I think it would be interesting to see how Heroes fares in a climate where you have like The Flash and Arrow and Gotham yeah. all doing really good numbers on television. Mm. There seems to be more of a ready audience for that now. And I wonder if Heroes will kind of ignite that or if people will be indifferent. That's a really interesting take on it, actually. So do you think it was kind of driving a path ready for all of this? Well, I, I don't... I think its success lied in the fact that it copied the same sort of model as Lost. I think the fact that it had superheroes in it was a pleasant bonus. Because if you look at the superhero movies that were released around about the same time, like Batman Begins and um, Spider-Man and the X-Men, Heroes isn't a lot like that. It's a much more grounded, much more grounded approach yeah. to superheroes. It, it's a lot, it resembles a lot more Unbreakable, the movie, yeah? mm -hmm. that was released in 2000. The, the climax wasn't the same. Superheroes were just beginning to be embraced, but not at the level they are now. Mm. Um, I think if, if Heroes was made today from, from scratch, I think they'd all be wearing costumes. Mm. Good job. Interesting, interesting. I mean... Or are they going to also... come back and be wearing costumes? <laughs> well, no. Do you think also that it's a problem that it's been copied quite a lot recently, hasn't it? They've kind of tried to do hero-esque kind of shows. Like Alphas was one, wasn't it? Misfits. Yes. You know, No Ordinary Family, which I don't think lasted very long. There's, there's just been a, quite a few kind of like superhero, kind of down-to-earth superhero kind of things. So I wonder if we're a bit tired of that. Well, I, I think this, I think this is, would be a good test for it, wouldn't it? For people, yeah. for the public's appetite for superheroes. And see, see if anybody takes up on heroes, see if it's popular. I think this is going to be like... Um, very, very much a test case for the superhero trend at the moment. It's quite interesting. I was looking at IMDb again. It's the source of everything, isn't it? it? Is. But <laughs> I was looking at, I was looking at who was coming back because I loved the character hero, and yeah, it doesn't, exactly. it doesn't appear that he's going to be a main character. He might make a cameo, perhaps, um, but he's not really going to be there. Um, Sahinda, uh, Mahinda Suresh, sorry, Matt Cartman, those characters are not going to be there. They might make cameos, but we've got a whole fresh batch of people and we kind of got to start again with it. I don't know how people are going to respond if they're, if it's a nostalgic sort of point of view coming back for it. I think it's probably better that it's not the, the original cast because I think they can find new heroes. The great thing about heroes I loved was when they discovered a new hero with a, you know, a new person with abilities and that was great what's it gonna be and you know Sila was obviously chasing them down to take them to eat their brains or whatever it was but um i the, you know you could open that up and find new and interesting heroes and perhaps take it away from that traditional idea of superpowers maybe which the show kind of did originally i think if you bring back the old cast i think you're kind of it's going to be a bit heavy and kind of bogged down with everything that's happened before i think it is the kind of show where you can bring a new cast in and it will work. I will say this. It's a concept type. I actually sat down and rewatched the very first episode the other night um, yeah. in preparation for this. And some of the dialogue is not in time has not been kind. No. But the characters all slot together very well. Um, they're all interlinked and it seems somewhat effortless. It doesn't seem like people have been shoehorned into position at all. So, I don't know, Tim Kring's obviously got it in him. 
I think we should we should wait and see. I don't think he's necessarily going to fail. It just depends if the, the audience is there for it. Because let's face it, you've got a choice between heroes, normal people, wearing normal clothes and just happy to be able to turn invisible, or you've got the Flash, or you've got Supergirl, or you've got Arrow, all of whom wear costumes. Which one are you going to choose? Complimentary copies for our super duper new theme tune. Complimentary copies can be found on SoundCloud, so go check him out. We have our new Facebook page set up, so please come along and like us. Also, we are now on the Twitter sphere at Strangers TTM, which I'm sure you will agree is hashtag amazing. So feel free to contact us. So we're going into our next discussion of the evening. We're now living in a world where bulk viewing or binge watching, as it's known, is very popular. My fellow nerds, is there a TV show that has caused you to take part in some serious binge watching? I'm talking you've given up your entire weekend, you've given up sleep. You may have even <laughs> rung into work. You don't have to admit to it, but maybe you rang into work and pulled a sickie. <laughs> I, I do hear I've gone that I, far. I do hear I've gone that <laughs> far, but um, I think one which a lot of people probably have done in recent years is Breaking Bad. I think that's an obvious one to talk about because it didn't sh- they didn't show it here, did they? In the UK, did they? Oh, they showed season, showed one. season one. Season one. Right? They showed season two as well, but it was lost on Five USA at like half past eleven at night. Yeah, so I think a lot of people came to it quite late. I, I watched the first season and then didn't watch it for like two or three years and then i caught up like three or four seasons in like yeah in like a couple of months and that was a show you can't just stop you can't stop watching you just got to keep going uh, especially when it came to the final season oh geez but i i did i do remember watching the last episode and i got up at 9 a.m you know i, I was up ready at 9 a.m to watch it when it came on netflix because i didn't want it spoiled you know i had to watch it so I was there refreshing, refreshing, refreshing until it popped up and uh, watched the final episode. So I think, yeah, for me, Breaking Bad was the one which I just couldn't put down. I just couldn't start watching. It, it relied heavily. Uh, they even um, thanked illegal, that was it illegal downloads? Yeah. It relied yeah. heavily yeah. on that um, yeah. to grow its audience. Well, well, I think it was like, well, as long as people are watching it, yeah, great, great, great brilliant. And that's the thing, the fact that Netflix picked it up in the UK it's been a smash meant people, see it. Meant people yeah, it see it. Yeah, it was a massive, massive hit for yeah. them. A massive hit. Mr. Stug, uh, is there a show? I'm trying to think. Um, I seem to remember watching the first season of Lost quite quickly. Um, I think somebody I knew may have obtained them from somewhere, possibly of an Atlantic origin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I think I must have seen them all before they debuted on English TV. But that, that was fantastic. Um, for all its thoughts in later seasons. I think the first season was flowed very well. Mm. I think there was intrigue at every turn. And I think that's part of the sort of like, again, the Netflix or late stage series model is cliffhanger at the end of every every episode. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's not, um, and you've got lots of plot plots happening, you've got lots of stories interconnected. You want to, there's got to be at least one character you want to follow what's happening. Especially in Lost, there were so many people there that you could sort of get on board with. Absolutely. Do you think um, binge watching 
uh, is harm, you know, harms the, the idea of the cliffhanger. Do you think the cliffhanger still works? Yeah, I think it loses, a, it loses its power. Yeah. Um, I think the last season of Breaking Bad, when you had to wait for um, Netflix to download yeah. one to bring on another weekly basis, <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. It made you wait, and you, you couldn't wait for next Monday or next Wednesday, whenever, to know what happened. Oh, right. They yeah, did I mean, that with Battle as well, didn't they? Yeah, so I kind of watched all that together. Yeah, I think we watched episode one of that and never. We've watched the first episode. It did. I really should probably go back, but it did not make me want to watch the rest. And I that's. Think what... you've got to give it time. I think you've got to give it, it, it time. Does, it, it, it does. It doesn't kind of really kick in till a couple episodes in. And I think a lot of shows don't. And I think that's that's one thing binge watching does help with. Because if you don't like a certain episode, if it slows down a bit, it doesn't matter. You're going to be watching the next one, the next one. It'll pick up again. Do you again. think to a certain degree of binge-watching, though, has made us less patient? Um, yeah. For example, if you're sitting yeah. and you're watching four episodes of Breaking Bad back-to-back and you can't wait for it to get get on and what's going to happen next, and then you do watch a series which is maybe not as well-written or rather takes longer to develop, you're not as patient of it, are you? Oh, or is that just me? I mean, that sums up S.H.I.E.L.D. to a yeah. T. I mean, sweet Jesus. <laughs> That show needs to uh, needs to get in gear a lot faster than they did. No, but then uh, maybe that was superheroes. Yeah. Not, yeah. What... It's, it's a show about superheroes without superheroes. Same with Gotham. Yeah, <laughs> but then from what Mr. Stu was saying, we were being <laughs> impatient. <laughs> we were being impatient as perhaps as viewers because we didn't give it long enough for it to develop and find itself because it did get good. Yeah. In season <laughs> one, it may it's not it's not what we all hoped it would what be. Show? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, certainly it's not what happened. we hoped it would be, but it did. It did actually get to a point where, ah, I think it was probably something like episode eight. After you know, it was after Captain America, wasn't it? It was after yeah, Winter Soldier that it really kind of turned around and got interesting. I think, well, not to go too much into Shield, but I think the problem with Shield is it knew that the events of Captain America was coming. It knew that Shield was basically going to be, you know, turned on its head and yeah, deconstructed. They knew that. That's a difficult thing to kind of play with as a, for a show. So I can imagine the first half of that season was quite weak because of that. Uh, but then it got interesting when it did twist. What about you? Uh, for me, there were two major binge-watching shows. I remember um, back in the day when you'd order DVDs off the internet and have them delivered to your door through Love Film. Um, working my way, gra- I know, I know. <laughs> working my way, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, how far back it was going. This is like season one of Dexter, and gradually getting that. And I remember I finished watching the last episode of season one and ran straight out to my local HMV and uh, bought season two and just blasted my way through that. So that was one of the the major ones for me, and of course, the probably the biggest one was Twenty Four. Which was yeah. well, again something that did work as as Sierra Entertainment did have a cliffhanger at the end of most episodes, but uh, I mean you you could lose entire fun enough lose entire days to watching that show, and it was quite an intense watch. The irony, but the irony I know, um, but um, yeah, it was just a, a great show to sit down on a Sunday and just waste your entire day watching Jack Bauer getting all kinds of scripts. <laughs> <laughs> 
probably, I mean, you're right. It probably was one of the first shows that really was. Shows that really was. was. Show was. Mm. Show every episode kind of flew into each other. And it was more continuous story, which the pace was great. The pace was great. And the action, every episode. And it was tense. And it was tense, wasn't it? It always happened at the hour. It always happened at the hour. It's weird, isn't it? And what I want to know is where in that day did you find the time to maybe go to the loop? Oh, well, I think it's the start of season five or season six. Uh, there's a brilliant in-joke where you see Jack Bauer walking out of a, um, a bathroom with the toilet flushing, wearing a dressing gown with a bottle of water and a sandwich. <laughs> These are the four <laughs> things you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, he does it all in five minutes. Do you guys think there are any shows that don't lend themselves to binge-watching? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I, yes, I, I, I personally think don't. comedy shows don't. I I don't completely disagree, but Friends, I could watch Friends all day. I could watch it over and over again. And it's probably a very unique example of just how something worked so well. Mm. Um, And with the recent example we'd stated already this evening about Kimmy Schmidt, very recent example, Mm. we just had to watch it back to back. No, see, it I was the opposite so of that. I could only watch one episode a night. Really? So yeah. I found, again, I found it a bit repetitive. No. Okay. I, found it, I, found it funny, I liked it a lot, but I had to watch like an episode. But I also think it's about the release. I think with comedy, you get a release, you know, more so than maybe drama you do. Yeah. Uh, drama is, is, you know, it's a different part of the brain, which is being engaged at that one time, I think. And with comedy, once you've kind of had that release... Um, I'm trying to talk I'm about this sexual. about it becoming sexual. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you need some time to, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't know where the joke's been, do you? Because you know, comedy is all about set off and payoff, and you can go. That said, I probably could watch Seinfeld. Well, yeah, we're saying Frasier as well. Frasier's oh, another one. Frasier. The amount of days yes. woken up and just watched three or four episodes of Frasier in a row. But it's co- it's comedy, but it's smart comedy. It it. It's, it's, it's comedy drama. It's comedy well, drama. We're well, not drama, but stories, isn't it? Yeah. Stories, isn't it? It's not joke, 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 joke. A lot of the episodes are very self-contained. I would argue Mad Men doesn't do well on binge watching. No. I think the space between an episode of Mad Men and the next one's is important as as the story itself, because the idea is the characters grow between the episode yeah. and other things happen in their world. And I think if you're watching that back to back, to me, it kind of loses loses the appeal. Mad Men just skipped over massive chunks, didn't it? You know, there's so much that happened in Mad Men that it just didn't, that a normal, not a normal show, another show would probably focus on. You'd think that's where the drama is. Mad Men just skipped over it. You know, whole massive dramatic sequences. No. Because I think the whole show was about people. It was about everyday people, and that's what it was about. And I agree with you. I don't think Mad Men would lend itself to that because... You need that time in between to kind of reflect a bit and to take it in. Because with Mad Men, you're watching it sometimes, you think nothing's happening, but it is. On a very, you know, on a subconscious level, I think. Um, what about you, I Casey? tried 
um i did but it was so depressing i tried to watch uh bulk watch the leftovers i don't know if you know about that show uh, am i the only one that's watched it i watched the first episode you started but I, I had to keep going but Oh my gosh, so intense, so emotionally intense. And the storyline is so depressing because the idea is that people have, uh, oh, what is it, 3% of the world's population has just, in a blink of an eye, vanished with yeah. no answers whatsoever. And it has just left this void <laughs> in the world, just in all sorts of ways. It's It's traumatic. And they really do um, build upon that fantastically. And um, Justin Theroux is probably the, the main character. And it's also got Liv Tyler. Yeah, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler in it as well. And there are some really, sh there's one particular shocking episode. There's a, a cult in uh, the series as well. And there's one um, episode where at the very beginning, one of the cult members is stoned to death. She's tied to a tree and stoned to death. And... Oh, God, I had to, I had to just stop it and walk away at this point because I it is not a show that lent itself to that, and it was only ten oh was it ten or thirteen episodes in a, in the first season, and that was enough for me. Brilliant show, but good grief, it's so intense. I guess that's the thing. If a show is so intense, could you watch so many together? Do you need a break from? I had to know. walk away. <laughs> Yeah. We, we recently watched um, as well quite a few episodes because we're rewatching Spartacus yeah. season one, and that's a very, very. I mean, granted, it's very gruesome and over the top, but it's a very easy watch. <laughs> it's a yeah, lot, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's switch your brain off and be entertaining TV, and I think that helps a binge watch as well. I mean, so far we've talked a lot about American shows. Have we referenced any British shows? Well, well what about scandalous? Well, yeah, I mean, I was probably going to mention that. Yeah, Broadchurch. Yeah, Broadchurch. Broad yeah. Um, Did anyone watch Misfits when it came out? The first no, series. Because no. I just thought, I, th I think especially the first season did so well at um, it was the characters. I think it was all very character driven and the scripting was very witty, very smart. And they were playing on the idea of the fact that um, they were. Um, young kids who had done wrong and then of course they get struck by lightning and create powers but it was very much about them and their characters and playing on the idea of um like you know asbo kids chavs and all that kind of thing and kind of twisting with that um and i just thought it was really clever and it was quite interesting because when i watched it it was recommended to me by a friend who's um a lot older than me but somehow she flicked on e4 watched the whole thing all the way through and bought me the box set and said you have to watch this and i thought oh you know e e4 is it a show for teens but it was so good so easy to watch yeah i mean about it, it was six six episodes per season it's six episodes too short yeah. too short for yeah. a certainly <laughs> compared to a 24 25 episode american tv show and definitely but the money's there they got the money but also, like, with, with binge-watching, so, like, say, Daredevil, 13 episodes, if you watch them all, like, in two days, it it's going to be another so year until you're going to get more Daredevil. Are you, are you, you know, are you depriving yourself of that? Is it better to spread it out? 
or we did with Daredevil. I think we we deliberately because we got so into it in a couple of episodes. We thought we, if we watch all this in one go, it's going to ruin it. We try. So we deliberately spread it out over a best part of a week. It would have been. It was far too easy to have watched it in in one mm. session. A couple of you know, it would have been easily watched. Um, but I did catch myself the other day thinking to go back and watch it all again. I'm so, sure we will. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking about Netflix generally as well, and you know the fact that we can binge watch things, do you think? That has taken away from the the, the the idea that everybody is watching something together. Because now I could be on episode two of Daredevil, but Rob's on episode ten. You know, we can't have that conversation necessarily about and the show. And I was yeah. very frustrated on season. Yeah. Have you been watching <laughs> Sleepy Hollow? Have you been watching yeah. Hannibal? Like, where you off to? Yeah. Where you and off you to, say yeah. no! okay um i'm just gonna ask you one last thing then guys because unfortunately we're coming to the end of our time if there we're, was... all, we're all gonna die <laughs> <laughs> no, just, so many more TV just, shows <laughs> just for this week just, just for this, this week, week. Okay. if you. there was a tv show that you could bring back what would it be? What would you resurrect from the TV grave? <laughs> I want to know what Darius's choice is because he, he teased me last night with an old boy and I seriously yeah. thought it was a Charlie Brown TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been teasing Mr. Stu again, Darius? <laughs> um, Quantum Leap. Probably one of my favourite shows of all time. I remember watching it when I was about, oh god, what, 12? I think it was on originally on BT2. Just, I just love that show so much. Uh, I've watched it again since, and it does, most of it holds up. Because again, it's a timeless thing because it's set It's one of those life. you forget it, but when you say it. Yeah, it seems such an obvious yeah, and brilliant yeah. dancer. He was a brilliant, he was a brilliant yeah, show. show. <laughs> I mean, the concept, the characters, you know, and you only had two lead characters. That was it. Every week it was a new cast. You know, and they could be anywhere in time. And I think it's a show you could bring back because there's a lot has happened since uh, the late 90s. And so, yeah, mid 90s when it finished um, all the way through to now. Think about 9-11, you know, all the terrorism stuff, everything, you know, you know, there's so, so much you could kind of tap into so many kind of big events that have happened uh, which Sam Beckett could visit. And also, I think it's one of those shows which I was kind of disappointed with the ending, even though the last episode was quite touching and moving it, it, it famously it ended with a with a placard um, you know a title card coming up saying sam becker continued to leave to leap until he died he never got home and that stays with you it's like that poor guy he's he's still out there leaping through time but i would like to see that resolved and i think you could bring it back and I've got the script He's in ready. my head. He's ready to go. Any showrunners out there? Yeah, if you want to, you know, drop me, drop me a tweet. Um, but I think you could bring that back, and I think it would still work today. That's a good choice. Yeah, good show, dude. It's got a great. Yeah, it does. Rob Stone, any show that you would bring back? I was thinking about this, but yeah, one of the very few shows I could think of, I reckon, it's Sweden's Dollhouse. Um, it got two seasons, but I think the idea could have gone further. I think 
if um, more people had watched it. I think it, it could have gone for another season or so. I liked where it was going. I, I want, I want it straight once to see more. <laughs> so I tried. I really tried with that show. <laughs> it's had a lot, lot of quirks, a lot of character, but just, I just couldn't buy into it. I thought it was a brilliant premise for a show, and uh, it set up the the weekly episodic nature of it phenomenally well. I see. I, I think that's where it struggled with the sort of assignment of the week. Yeah. I think the ideas behind it, the ideas of government corrupting technology and gov- and the government working to enslave everybody with adult technology, I thought that was a much more interesting story. Something they started to look into as season two progressed. And, and like I said, I'd like to see more. It's Joss Whedon and the Curse of the TV Show, which uh, leads me pretty much into my answer. Well, obviously not Buffy. <laughs> we'll let you off. I'm see Katie's freaking out. But see, I would have, I wouldn't like to see it brought back. I wouldn't like to see it redone. But if there's one show that needs to carry on, it was Firefly, which is the obvious answer, and uh, cut way too short before its time. And Jesus, uh, I mean, they tried and tried to bring it back with a movie, which was decent enough. But um, yeah, that that show should have run and run and run for years. Do you feel? Do you feel the movie um, gave it a satisfying finish? No, no, yeah. not at all. I, I think um, there were so many more stories to tell with those characters. Um, it, it could have just run and run for years. Uh, I I think the the film tries to wrap it all up neatly, and it does it. it they have a really good crack at it, but I think it was. It was too early for those characters to leave my life. <laughs> I wanted more. I wonder if Firefly had made it to a full season, even possibly two, if people wouldn't have missed it that much. I think mm. it goes back to the idea of mm. the first season of Twin Peaks is seven episodes. Yeah. As long as you've got a good story, there's not much room for error in seven episodes. I don't know if, if Firefly had made it to a full season. I'm not sure it would be the same comp smash it is now. But would it have told the story it needed to? Well, I seem to remember reading in an interview, he said the whole thing with Miranda and um, with River going to Miranda and hearing the message of the um, the Reavers yeah. and how I joke, the, the government killing most people. That was what he was playing for the second season. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I so I would have, even if they were just going to be like short run seasons rather than going for full 20 episode seasons. I, I, there was so, I mean, the guys with the blue gloves, I mean, I, I, I wanted to know all about yeah. this, you know. They set they, up they so were, they were much in a few cool. episodes and it could have run and run and run. Even the the priest, you know, when he had the, the special card on him that said, you know, he was someone of importance. I was like, I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just think though, right, if Firefly hadn't been cancelled, the Big Bang Theory would be out of so much joke material, it would be unreal. It would, yeah. They've barely got out of season one. Yeah. Less funny as the time goes on. It's mm. funny because it's true. Yeah. What do you reckon, what do you, reckon do you think it would have still been a cult thing and it would still have been as popular had it made a season, maybe two? I've got to admit, I didn't watch, I haven't watched all of it yet. I, I, had to, I didn't watch it when it first came out. I've been catching it off on Netflix. But, I think no, I think that's a good point. Maybe some things, because they did end before the time, they are kind of revered and kind of held up as being these cult classics and great, great TV. If it carried on, maybe it would have, it would have kind of gone down in quality. And that's the thing. So maybe it is better sometimes to have a really good 
you know, 10 episodes or something or 12 episodes or something. And, you know, and that's it. Twin Peaks are wrapped up, but I had maybe the last episode ended with Dale Cooper walking out of the Black Lodge with Annie Blackburn in his arms, unconscious, and he gets into a hospital. Would we still be talking about Twin Peaks now? Very good point. Yeah, this is it. This is it. I think it can work both ways. Some shows are probably just destined to be quite short. Some shows just go on forever and kind of lose themselves. Like yeah. <laughs> I mean, know. I was um, I was going to yeah. raise um, as my bring the TV show back spaced. But now with what you're saying, you know, Spaced was fantastic. And I would love to have seen at that time at least another season come out of it. Um, But is it that, I mean, it was so popular as well, but is it better just being left where it was with those two seasons? So I'd love to have seen more. I just loved its quirkiness, its Britishness, its pop culture kind of perfect in his own little bubble there isn't it you know if we go any further would it have popped would it have not if it had carried on would we have had Sean of the Dead the Cornetto trilogy yeah the Cornetto trilogy well, that's, that's I, a whole discussion I, I can, I can, forget, yeah. we, we can forget the last one but, yeah we forget uh, the last one but the, the first two flavors were a kill vintage that's another discussion how about you Katie well I, yeah I mean I was just going to go with Spaced and then you know Friends, fr- friends are so obvious but oh it's going to come Oh, he's going to come back. One more episode. Just, you know, oh, where are they right back. now? Of course it is. What are they, they doing right now? So how much they love each other. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, uh, there was an interview on Radio 1 not that long ago with Matt LeBlanc, uh, Master LeBlanc. Um, can't remember, even remember what he was talking about, his latest project. Episodes. Episodes. Yeah. And um, I think because I'm so used to the character of joey you know this bright bubbly goon goof whatever he was so serious sounding on it and uh he was asked by the guy you know friends do you think ever and he was just like no <laughs> and he kind of implied no one really talks to each other and i'm like you're bursting my bubble dudes <laughs> yeah, too many egos too many egos well. too much it's money as well it's like i'd love to see stein happen well they kind of did didn't they yeah they did a um they did a yeah, did like okay a if, thing, um reunion on yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah oh curb yeah 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 that was about so i was gonna say what about frazier it's gone no, let it go. Yeah, let, let it go. go. Let it go. No, no, sing it. Sing it. <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think that's the thing, and and that's the, we'll, we'll see with Twin Peaks and X Files if it can live up to the standards that we kind of hold to it. You know, maybe. We'll maybe see. we'll have this podcast again in twenty five years time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring the po- <laughs> we'll bring this back in twenty five years time. On yeah. that note, <laughs> okay, I think that about wraps things up. <laughs> but uh, thank you, everyone for your contributions this evening to tonight's show and to everyone else out there don't be a stranger